uh, the architect, Frederick Augustic. <laughs> nice one, Pops. Frid- Fridus White. <laughs> <laughs> Frederick Augustus. <laughs> God, I'm the worst. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to episode 24. Oh my god, we're at 24. That was my age four years ago. How is this real? That was my age two years ago. Well, going on three years ago. Anyways, episode 24 of our 50 Reasons to Visit Ireland from Crystal Travel and Tours in Boston. My name is Caitlin, and I spent a semester in Ireland. And my name is Joe, and I lived on a farm in the west of Ireland for the first 22 years of my life. We are breaking down many things that make Ireland such a spectacular destination. I know... Every time I say it's an overused phrase, and that in itself is an overused phrase. (laughs) (laughs) However, we really think there's something for everyone there, and we're hoping to prove that. We have various themes we'll focus on, and within those themes, we'll count up from one all the way through to 50. Our current theme is road trips. And today, reason 24 is the Causeway Coast. Oh. No. I got excited. No. no, listen, I'm excited for this reason because I lived in outside of Belfast. I wasn't really going to say in Belfast, outside of Belfast. You did. Was that a semester abroad or something, Caitlin? Or was this? How did you ever it's know? Just, it's uh, like it's like we know each like, other. Feel like it's like we've had this talk before. before. I feel yeah. like maybe a hundred times. Anyways, I lived twenty twenty three times. This is our twenty fourth. <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, I lived in Jordanstown, which is. I don't know, about a 20-minute train ride or so from the city, and it was marvelous and wonderful, and the Causeway Coast became my second home, and I will forever think of it in a just happy way. And I'm so happy for you. Thank you. I feel like we're really bonding over this right now. <laughs> <laughs> that makes one of us. <laughs> so anyways, I'm happy for this. Uh, we get the chance to talk about this today. So last week, we were on the country's west coast with the Atlantic Way, and this week, we are on the northeast coast. And to stop you there, the Wild Atlantic Way that we were talking about extends, as I said, it's technically Kinsale to almost Derry. But I call it Cork to Derry, mm-hmm. and the Causeway Coast wow. starts or ends in Derry. Oh my gosh! So. It's like a big loop. <laughs> Boom! Mind Dro- blown. Mic drop. Except yeah. we need that again. We need to keep <laughs> talking with the mic. So picking it back up. So the Causeway Coast route spans between Belfast um, and Derry, as Joe just kind of referenced to, and it's about 120 miles long. It's said to be one of the most beautiful drives in the world. It covers a decent part of Northern Ireland with stunning views of the North Channel and the North Atlantic. This is an area filled with folklore, legend, and history. It takes about three to five days to see the major spots, but it could be done in a day without stopping. I did almost all of it in a day. I was about about half an hour north of Belfast I started, and I finished in Derry that evening. So yeah, I mean, it's definitely okay. doable, but you do... You, you would want a full day at the very least, okay, it, and okay. preferably uh, an overnight stop. I think is probably ideal. I'm the worst, and I never rented a car in uh, Ireland, so this is like the trip that I wish I. Well, had you taken. were young at that time, so it's it's more difficult for like an under twenty one. Yeah, difficult for an under twenty three to rent a car. So. Yep. Alrighty. So some of our favorite stops along the Causeway Coastal Route. The first one. This is a shocker. 
Yeah, well, it was it was to me because I hadn't heard of it until I went over there. Yes, but when we're talking about the Causeway Coast, yeah. it's hard not okay. to talk. Okay, 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 yes, this is like the number one. The UNESCO World Heritage Site of Giant's Causeway along the Causeway Coast. Whoa, whoa, shocker So it's there. almost like it was named after. It's almost like it was. This attraction that's this been is there really, for thousands of years. Yes, this is something that you really have to see for yourself. It's You can describe it in words, but it's really, it's it's being there in person is just phenomenal. It's basically this really cool rock formation um, on the coast of County Antrim, made up of 40,000 massive black basalt columns that span from the shore all the way reaching out into the sea. It's kind of like this rock playground, but I don't recommend running on it, I will say. Please it's, it's, don't. Do not, do not do that. They have a pavement-like surface, these rocks, and most have five or six sides. The causeway forms a jagged headland of neatly packed columns that point towards Scotland, which I think we'll be talking about uh, a little bit down the road here. Um, not at all referencing to the podcast, to, to another podcast I'm referencing to a story that I'm about to tell. Uh, a story! Even, even I don't know what's going on a because story. I did no research for this podcast. That's okay, that's okay, you should be surprised. So, there are two versions as to how the Giants Causeway, these this geological phenomenon actually started. So we'll go with the, the Bill Nye the Science Guy version first, which is, you know... The boring cool. one. I mean, not quite <laughs> as exciting, but we'll go with it. Bill Nye is cool. A volcano erupted 60 million years ago. This is the Bill Nye version. The remains are what we see today, which is the basalt solidified lava um, from a flow that filled a river valley. When the lava cooled, it cracked and created the current columns of rocks. And to just talk about the rocks and what they actually look like, I feel like a, a rock formation isn't exactly I know, what we're not selling it very well. But if you are looking, are you saying down, I wrote the script badly? Is that what you're saying? I think you, I think you sell other stuff a lot better, that's, like getting Anne to talk in our it, podcast. It, that's what I'm trying yep, to get yep, at. Yes. All right. Um, looking down on it from above. It's a honeycomb formation yes. of rocks. Yes. But they're all at different heights and everything as well. And it's just, it's it's really something I've never seen anywhere else before. It Yeah, definitely. It reminds, it, a honeycomb is a good way mm -hmm. to describe it. Now you sold me. Good job. There you go. Good job. As if I needed selling on this. The cooler folklore version of how the giant Cooler Cosby. because it doesn't involve hot lava. <laughs> Good one. Wow, good one. Dead one. Dead joke. Wow, wow. I like that. Okay. So let me tell you a little story, Joe. And anyone listening, all listening, my mom, your mom, anybody else. Once upon a time, there was a giant named Finn McCool who lived happily until the fateful time that our story starts. I was going to say fateful day, but this actually takes place <laughs> over like a series of days, so that wouldn't quite uh, be accurate. So Finn McCool, <clears throat> he is gazing out across the Irish Sea, he's looking out towards Scotland, and he's he's got this arch enemy. It's this guy named Benendonner, which is a weird name, but it's... It's important it's, to reference here that yes. Finn McCool is a giant, which you already said, so I, never mind. I, that's okay. That's all right. You know, maybe I, was, I wasn't listening. We're making sure so. people are on board with the story. That's fine. Ben and Donner was also a giant, like Finn McCool, and the Causeway Coast just wasn't big enough for the two of them. On top of that, they were both after the same girl, which is not fun for... Finn McCool's wife, but that's a whole other story. Finn McCool was married, which doesn't sit right with me. However, 
these two giants used to shout back and forth from each other. The one in Ireland, our Finn McCool, our, our hero, our protagonist, and Ben and Donner. They would shout back and forth, and they were like, oh, I'm going to fight you. I'm going to get you. I'm going to da-da-da-da. That's probably more what they sounded like, yeah, but I, I used my words. But that's probably more the giant way, yes. So while they would, you know, want to fight each other, they could not get a boat that would be strong enough to carry either one of them from Ireland to Scotland and vice versa. They were too big, as giants tend to be. So, as a result, Finn one day was like, well, I'm going to be a manly man, and I'm going to build a bridge going all the way from Ireland to Scotland. And so he spent six days building this bridge, and then because he spent six days, he was just so tired, he fell asleep on the bridge, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Is this the story you heard as a child I have not heard the uh, fiction of a woman part. Oh. That was, I think they were just fighting for fighting sake, and you just romanticized it a little bit (laughs) in a... In a not you know what? If Hollywood were to make a movie about it, they would do the <laughs> oh, same thing. Absolutely, yes. So, ben, and Don- ben and Donner was after Finn's wife would be how it would go because he okay. would have to be the hero. Well, I feel like yeah. So Finn McCool falls asleep, and what wakes him up but the thudding of Ben and Donner crossing over this bridge to come after Finn McCool. So Finn McCool wakes up and he's terrified and he runs back home. Because he realizes Ben and Donner is actually gigantic, right? Yeah. And Compared to him as a giant. He's losing his shit, basically. Yeah. He's he's scared. So he goes home and he, I'm going to say cries, probably not, but I like to think of him right, crying yeah. to his wife. And he's, his a, wife, he's a real man. He's, he's a real man. Real so, giant man. So he goes home and his wife's like, oh, there, there, it's okay, don't worry. And she like probably gives him some tea or something and he falls asleep and she wraps him up in these blankets and everything. And so what do you know? Ben and Donner's a you like that? So that's a knock on the door. That which is, is a knock a- on the door. Actually louder than the twitting of him walking <laughs> on the causeway. Okay. I mean, he's got strong arms, Continue. you know? He's, 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 he's angry. So anyways, Ben and Donner shows up, and he's like, Hey, uh, where's Finn McCool? I got a bone what, to pick with him. fight that jerk. Yo, yo, exactly. In a Scottish and accent. Do your Scottish accent there, because Ben and Donner was Scottish. I want to fight that jerk. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I'm losing it. Okay. You do a Scottish accent. No. You just made me do one. <laughs> I didn't make you. I just Your asked face you is so red and my mind is too. My goodness. Okay. So anywho, uh, Finn McCool's wife, she's a, she's a smart one. She goes, oh, my husband's out for the, well, I don't know, my husband's gone for the night. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, so you can, you can wait in here with our, with our baby, with our, with our sleeping baby, right? So Ben and Donner sees the baby and then he gets so... Uh, you know, he's like, oh my god, their baby is this big? How big is Finn McCool? So then he gets really scared, and then he runs away because he's like, Finn McCool's gotta be this just huge, you know, macho guy. And yes, I'm like, you know, I've got my arms out like I'm a tough guy, that kind of thing. Yeah. No muscles there, Hitch, I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyways, so long story short, um, Ben and Donner runs back to Scotland, and when he's running, he destroys a lot of the bridge that was created by Finn McCool. So the happily ever after of this story is the people who get to go to the visitor center. <laughs> see what I did there? And see a pretty cool um, animation of that story, actually. I didn't know that. And you yeah. want to know why I didn't know that? Because for about 12 years, the visitor center didn't exist. Uh, it was burned down. And I was over in 2012. Uh, in like January through May, but it didn't open until I believe June or July of that no. year. So I just missed out on this. There you go. Very, very sad. 
Today, if you go to the visitor center, you will find a state-of-the-art experience with a 360-degree view of the Causeway coastline. There are interactive exhibitions, as Joe mentioned, that bring the story and the science to life. It's about a 15 to 20 minute walk from the Giant's Causeway to the visitor center, so not too bad, and it's not like you're going up and down hills or anything. And there, there is a shuttle bus as well that'll take you all the way down Very if, nice. if you are old, infirm, or just boring, or afraid of the rain. <laughs> or the worst. Uh, or the worst, yeah. <laughs> Here's the part that Joe is excited about. Do you want? Do you want to? Do you want to tell this part? Fun fact. Oh gosh! You can also take an outdoor audio guide voiced by a local actor who is actually in Game of Thrones. What? Conleth Hill, who plays Lord Varys on Game of Thrones, voices the audio guide. Which and is let me just cool. tell you, I think like the very first day we started outlining this podcast, that was one of this the was, first yes. notes he made. I was to be he fair, was so I was excited. I was just back from Northern Ireland, having done a kind of a Game of Thrones tour. So <laughs> to and, be fair. and I found. That out. I was fair. like, that is an awesome fun fact. And it is a very cool fact. Include. Yes. Um, but he sounds nothing like Varys. He sounds like himself, which really? is interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I knew that I'd seen him in other stuff before, yeah. Um, yeah. and he obviously has a Northern Irish accent. All right. He plays a guy called Jimmy. Jimmy. On, on the audio guide. Oh, Jimmy. Yeah, he's like a character. Jimbo. Jim, Jimmy something or other. I can't Jim, remember. Jim. Yeah. All right. Whatever story you choose to believe, whether you go with the folklore or the Bill Nye version, uh, what's certain is the world is fascinated by the Giant's Causeway. The Radio Times conducted a poll in 2005 where its readers named it as the fourth greatest natural wonder in the UK. It's been a visitor attraction for at least 300 years, and it's a major symbol of Northern Ireland. The Giant's Causeway actually won an award of excellence for best tour visit, and the new visitor center has had more than 300,000 visitors from 150 countries since it opened in July 2012. And on the visitor center itself, it's actually really cool. It's uh, we we took a the duty manager gave us a tour of the building, and he just said, it's an "Amazing building! It's just a phenomenal building, an amazing building." He just kept saying. And he told us, obviously I forget a lot of the stuff now, but definitely there's a lot of sustainable energy and stuff used in it, and mm -hmm. they use all locally sourced materials to do all of it, including they have like the walls that rise from below ground to above ground, and there's kind of replica basalt columns made from, I can't remember what locally sourced material, and it's all very green and natural and cool, and it blends into the landscape as well as the idea. And it's let, all me, let me ask you this. When would you recommend actually going to see it? Because we went in, I think, early February, and granted, it was a rainy day, but it was Did you so just say granite? It's a... Oh my god. <laughs> I kinda, Dad joke number two. I kind of wish I had. That would have been kind of cute. Yeah. But anyways, so it was really windy, and I just remember freezing, but loving every moment of it. So when would you recommend going Did to Did you take the bus back? No, we walked. Well, walked we were the very last people of yeah. our group, but we had a great time. Um, when would you recommend going? It, it's, weather in Ireland is notoriously difficult to predict, and there's yeah. nothing you can do about it. Very true. It's still a really cool thing to see, even if you don't get the views and whatever else. Oh, it was awesome. And, and as I said, the visitor center is all part of the attraction now, and that's Definitely. obviously indoor, and it's nice, so it's, it's good. And if it is raining, you've got the bus down and back up, so... Sure. Unless it's a monsoon or a downpour, <laughs> you're you're not going to do too you badly. Tough that shit out yeah, exactly, is what you do, yeah. 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 So moving on from Giant's Causeway, you've got Carrickareed Rope Bridge. Moving on, but not far. Not far at all, no. Which is something that I so wanted to do, and this was the same day as the Giant's Causeway, mm -hmm. and because it was so windy and rainy, we did not get to do Wasn't that. Wasn't happening. Wah, wah. However, 
this is an amazingly cool bridge that links the mainland to this tiny little island called Karakareed. And adorably, the island is home to one building, which is a fisherman's cottage. Yep. That's so cute. People come from all over the world to cross this bridge. Only eight can cross at a time, you know, for safety reasons, of course. You'll find water and ancient caverns below uh, when you cross. Originally, this was built for fishermen to check their salmon nets 250 years ago. Wow. So this is a lot of Ireland. I mean, my gosh, it's, you know, everywhere you look in Ireland, there's, there's something there's old. There's been some updating done to the bridge since definitely, then, Definitely, definitely. And speaking <laughs> of updating, in the 70s, so let's let's describe this bridge for you. You've got, is it is it ropes on both sides that you can hold on to? I, it's you been it's been updated. It. I mean, they call it the Carrickareed Rope Bridge. Yeah, but it's, it's well, quite safe and secure now. <laughs> nice but it definitely pops. does. Is it um, ropes? Does the rope bridge have ropes on it, Joe? I don't know. I've done my research. Yeah, I mean, there's certain amounts of ropes to it, but it's well secured by um, cables and stuff like that. Okay. But it does, you know, it does swing back and forth a little bit. And it's sure. Up and down, and sure. definitely when people go across, they're not like, oh, this is safe and secure. I mean, it is. You should still go. <laughs> I just pointed at the microphone. I'll have you know. Well, it has uh, definitely been improved and updated because in the 70s, the bridge had only one handrail, if you can imagine, and a handful of gapped wooden planks. So I found a photo of this. I'm hoping to get to share it in the show notes. It's it, There are two little boys, that, and they're both trying to cross from opposite ends, <laughs> and the planks are so you know, narrow, and, it, and they're not wide or anything, and it's like... If one moves, the other one's gonna fall off. You don't know, so it's like a, it's like a, it's like chicken. They're playing chicken on Kirkareed Rope Bridge. Little kids, huh? Little kids, huh? Um, we went in December on a work trip, and we have a pretty cool picture. We got the person who allows people down onto the bridge, so they stay up on a height. Yeah. And we give them, and actually give them her camera, and we all kind of stood on the bridge together yes. and looked up. So it's a, it's you a guys got some amazing photos. Shot, yeah. Amazing. So just recently, and we're dating ourselves now, but this should be mentioned, in May of 2017, and shout out to Sabrina, uh, one of our interns, for finding this out, the bridge was reopened after being vandalized. So originally, when I was like, you know, we're talking about Kirkery Rope Bridge, let's find out if this is even open right now so we can tell people listening, it is open, people were jerks, and they attempted to cut one of the ropes, they did not succeed, so... The big jerky jerks. Ha, the big jerky jerks. Yes, so uh, you are you are good to go if you wish to visit. It's open again, and people are haters gonna hate. <laughs> <laughs> haters gonna hate our rope bridge. <laughs> yeah. Anything else you wish to say about your experience there, Joe? No, I've done it twice in the last kind of year or whatever. Um, if you are doing that in the Giants Causeway in one day, there can be a lot of walking involved because you do have to walk probably almost a mile to get to the actual rope bridge itself. The bridge is not a mile long, don't worry, but you do have to walk quite a bit to get there. So if you're doing that and then you're going the few miles down the road to do the causeway, just, you know, be prepared. Bring your walking shoes. Definitely, definitely. Moving on to the Old Bush Mills Distillery, Ireland's oldest working distillery. This is something else I didn't do. And sometimes... Did you I, even live in the This Northern is Ireland. what I say to myself. I know, and the Giants Causeway Coast... Or Giant, oh my god, I'm the worst today. The Causeway Coast, too. My goodness. This is the only distillery in Ireland to make triple distilled single malt whiskey, which is a big deal. Um, nom nom It's a big deal. They're famous for their five award-winning whiskeys. They actually use water drawn from St. Columns Rill. This may all be information that you already know, Joe, because I know you visited um, this distillery recently. It's their own stream, which is kind of cool. 
uh, St. Columns Real. But that's only part of the process, and if you take a tour, you'll learn so much more of what goes into making this iconic drink. Of course, there's a tasting in the 1608 bar. Do you have anything, any input on that? Did you go I, to the bar? I did the tour on my own one time, and I just okay. sat, sat with my tasting whiskey at the end. Did you love it? Yes. It was very <laughs> nice. Sometimes it's nice to not be around people, so... Uh, that was pretty nice. I <laughs> like it. Sometimes people are the worst, you know? I mean, look at the... And I feel like if, if I did a brewery tour, yeah. I would have made friends along the way. But I feel like okay. a whiskey tour is, if you're on your own, just it's leave, leave me alone and let me enjoy my whiskey. I feel like it's kind of a sophisticated yes. thing, you know? Yeah, it's like yeah, a... Yeah, yeah. mm-hmm. So, uh, 1608 Bar, not a coincidence that the place dates back to 1608, when its founders first started making whiskey at Bushmills. Now, this place has seen a lot over time. Um, in the 1850s, there was a tax on malt that greatly increased the price of making whiskey. While many distilleries changed their recipe because of this tax, Bushmills did not. So I think that's a little, little fun tidbit for you. And even more um, instances and, and occurrences that, that this place has seen over the years, there was a fire <coughs> where they had to rebuild and you know start over with nearly everything in 1855. They've won numerous prizes in international spirit competitions. Uh, Bushmill saw the start and the end of prohibition. There were allied troops. What, what, you're, you're smiling! <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing at the what? term spirit competitions because I feel like our very own Caitlin Potts would go, win in a spirit Bushmills. competition. Go, go, Bushmills! <laughs> exactly. Dear God. Uh, so Bushmills saw allied troops in World War II, and it even made its way to banknotes for its 400th birthday, wow. and I, you know what, speak of, speaking, as I say, speak of the devil, well, I don't know, I sound like my grandma now, speaking of Bushmills and these big notes, I'm pretty sure I have one in my wallet that I saved as a reminder that I was... One actual bit of proof that you spent some time in Northern <laughs> Ireland. Because who else would know otherwise? Dunluce Castle, we did talk about this a while back. We, we have discussed. But we can't talk about the Causeway Coast without giving it another, another nod. So, it's not too far from Giant's Causeway, or really any of these destinations. It's a medieval castle in ruins, and, you know, that's a lot of Ireland, but this is absolutely breathtaking. You'll find it on the edge of a basalt outcropping in County Antrim, overlooking the North Atlantic. Dunluce was built in the 13th century, and it's currently owned by the McDonnell family. So, you cross this bridge from the mainland to get to the castle, and I, of course, I have not cross Carrigareed Rope Bridge, but I can guarantee you're going to feel a lot safer crossing this particular bridge for Dunluce than that one. Not that that one isn't safe. Ca I will... Cars can actually go across this one, I believe. Exactly, so. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, got, it's got pavement. In the front of you is just this massive fortress in its beautiful decay, and personally, now granted, this was one of the first things that I got to see in Northern Ireland. This was like my big first trip that I, that I went on, uh, and it was a day trip, but... This is Ireland in its purest form, in my mind. It's, you look at this castle, it's wild, rugged, ancient, historic, gorgeous. I mean, there's just... Perched on the edge of a goddamn cliff. Yes, exactly. It looks like it's about to fall into the sea, it but does. it's still so majestic, it, even, even though it's crumbly and it's whatever. It's absolutely stunning, yes. There's something so picturesque and romantic when you look at this, but it's said to be and have a dark history, which is fun in its own right, with the different clans who have owned it through the years. There's a lot of Irish, Scottish, and English background, and I remember 
So you've got this castle, of course, you can walk around and everything. And there's the visitor center, which is super cool. Um, they have this, I'm trying to think of, I don't want to say Lego, but it's like, it's like a rebuilding of the castle where you can look down and you can see how it looked when it wasn't in ruins, mm-hmm. when it was complete. And I mean, there's just so many things you can look at, but I remember seeing there were different quotes on the walls of people who had visited and just been completely taken by it. And I remember one one woman said that she felt as though she was a part of the castle when she visited because she has Irish, English, and Scottish mm-hmm. heritage. And she said, I feel like it's a part of me, even though it doesn't really belong to anyone. It belongs to all of us in that sense because I can relate to this and I just feel this overwhelming connection to it. And this is one of those places in Ireland that just really moves you, I think. Yeah. I uh, I haven't had time to actually go into it. I drove past it a couple cool. of times and stopped for the photos. And even if you only have time to do that, it's it's definitely pretty cool. And you'll yeah. see any time of the day, pretty much when you go past, there'll be tour buses stopped taking, totally. taking pictures there. So And the photos you get when you go to Dunluce, I mean, like you said, you know, on on a cliff it's just it's it's stunning it is the, stunning the sun was setting behind it the uh, first time nice. I was there and if I was a better photographer I would have gotten a good picture of it but instead it was just a <laughs> glare everywhere oh, it, it would have been really nice Anne would have been able to help you there exactly this is why we yeah. need Anne to talk on our, on our podcast mm-hmm. next up we have Masenden Temple this is also on a cliff, not quite as close to the ocean, though. I believe there's there's like a beach in between, yeah, right? There, there's some yeah, sand. It's, it's up on a cliff, yeah. It's 120 feet above the Atlantic Ocean, and uh, Joe, it was featured in Game of Thrones. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. I know you had no idea. I, know I know you had no idea. It's like Star Wars. I don't watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> He's actually serious about the Star Wars thing, though. I will say, <laughs> as of my sadly, I need to watch Star Wars. Spectacular views can be seen over Downhill Strand toward County Donegal when you're at Mascendon Temple. This beautiful temple was actually built as a summer library, and weird tidbit that I did not know, architect Frederick Augustus Hervey, the fourth Earl of Bristol, I don't know why I'm talking like this, but I am, created it as a memorial for his cousin, here we go again, Frideswide Mascendon, who died sadly, unexpectedly. So jolly good. Jolly good, jolly good fun. So, uh, which is the wrong country, Joe. They don't say that in Ireland, do Our they? Earls of Bristol say that. Sure. Okay, <laughs> so, I'm sorry. That's I'm where in, I was going I'm in 50 there. reasons to visit Ireland mode, okay? Get on my level. Um, a little bit of scandal here. There were actually rumors that the two cousins were having an affair. Now, I don't know if that's true. I don't want to put that out there. But I'm putting but, it out there. I don't want to put it out there, but... <laughs> But journalistic I just integrity it. dictates that I must. <laughs> I did go to school for journalism and mass communication, just saying. So the architecture of this place was inspired by the Temple of Vesta in Tivoli, near Rome. And it, you look at it, it does not look like a typical Irish building. Am I right, Joe? It looks like something I'm, I could see I'm honestly still kind of confused by the whole Mussenden Temple thing, because mm. I was introduced to it through Game of Thrones, because... I was looking up filming locations and Downhill Strand is on it and perched above Downhill Strand is this tiny little building that I think is Mucenden Temple and it was used as a library and I mean it is tiny it It fits a couple of people and And you think library what are there two books in there? But if you go up into the field that that is in to go see that Mm -hmm. there's a giant fortress behind it like this huge Hmm. castellated building almost that nobody ever talks about and that's what got me because like there's there's a moat around it there's everything you go could you visit the building yeah i mean it's it's 
half in ruin as well but mm. there's like the not the drawbridges but the what you call them gates the the gates that drop down the gate things drop down gates there you um, go they are still there and people can go in and walk around those people up there with their strollers and their children and I was like how is this part never talked why about why are we not talking about why are about we talking this? about this I mean don't get me wrong the, the temple itself is beautiful but it's tiny and there's also this other thing yeah, there so. and it's in a lot of photos when you google like Northern Ireland or yeah. anything it's one of those iconic things it was, it was things. very interesting yeah definitely there's an inscription on the outside that translates to "'Tis pleasant, safely to behold from the shore, the troubled sailor, and hear the tempest roar." Interesting. Yeah, yeah. You like that? Poetic, even. You like that? I know, mm-hmm. I know. So, we can't dive into every single spot to see on the Causeway Coast, but there are some others worth mentioning and worth noting. We've got Ballantoy Harbor. Joe, have you been to Ballantoy Harbor? I've been to Ballantoy Harbor. Oh, Ballantoy Harbor well, is... Right. A l- probably two miles in off the main Causeway Coast route okay. and it's definitely it's a windy backward road and stuff mm-hmm. and you go past a church halfway down so if you're going on like a Sunday morning or late on a Saturday evening you'll have a lot of trouble getting past because people like to oh. park everywhere when they go to mass it is, it's a difficult and windy road to get down and from the church it actually gets more difficult but if you're comfortable driving, you have a nice small car. It is quite nice to go down there. It's a little picturesque, tiny little harbor, tiny little. It is word it's, of the day. It's um, it is beautiful, and I'm not just saying that because it was on Game of Thrones. <laughs> it was dressed up quite heavily for Game of Thrones, but it is. It's really cute, to be quite honest, and it's old. And I don't think I've ever heard you say that word. I know. Yeah. Wow. Cute. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so that is Ballantoy Harbor, and another. Game of Thrones related attraction which was famous yes. before but was brought to light is the Dark Edges and they are not technically on the Causeway Coastal route but they're, they're only they're like 10 minutes from 10 maybe 15 minutes from either the Causeway or Carrickareed and they're well worth jumping in and, and and getting there they're just in case you don't know what they are it's just this road where you've got these trees just outlining I don't know how far it goes to be honest I'm not sure how long but a few hundred yards it looks like you know, it's very Game of Thrones. It's very suited for Game of Thrones. It looks like it's something from a fairy tale. They're all kind of almost falling into this the road from yeah, both sides, they're and they're intertwining like like your fingers. Yeah, and exactly. it's just growing. And it's it's very creepy and but but beautiful. And especially in the day, it's actually you know it's still very bright and stuff. Um, but the the way the trees grow, they're not not majestic and strong, more spindly and fingery kind of so it's it's interesting to see them grow in together and just make for this very very interesting scene and it's also one of the most photographed natural phenomena in northern ireland so if you want to look up some photos you can i don't know if joe has any photos people or not. Are, yeah people are really annoying there so i would have to photoshop out people who are the other side and uh, some people, people ruin like, traveling. Like there is dedicated parking lots that you can park at 100 yards away that you can stop there and then walk so that, you know, there's not cars in everybody's photos. Sure. But, of course, a lot of people just walk up or drive up and pull into the side of the road and start taking photos and then drive on because they're lazy. If you're one of those people, stop being dumb. Stop! You heard it here. Stop it. Stop it. Yes. Port Stewart Strand is another spot we should mention here. It's miles of golden sand beaches. You've got ancient dunes. I... 
I've been to Port Stewart. I've been to Port I'd, Rush. I'd be surprised if you haven't been to Port Stewart if you've been to Port I Rush. I have been to Port Rush, yeah. yes. And I, I believe we yeah, I believe we walked around Port Stewart for a little bit. It was I'm pretty sure Port Stewart is the one where lots of cars park out on the beach as well, which is okay. kinda cool. Okay, yeah. It's also it was on Game of Thrones, but <laughs> I won't get I won't get into it. It's fine. I actually went Just to go Port Rush back and listen to that episode. I actually went to Port Rush by accident. Wow. We were meaning to go somewhere. I can't recall where for the life of me now. But we were like, whoa, we're, oh, I don't know, where to go? I mean, we were, we were on, our tr- on the train, we're like, ah, where should we stop? And then we had talked to this one friend we made in school, and he was like, oh, Port Rush is grand, you'll love it, it's lovely, da 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 And sure enough, it was... A lot of your friends finish sentences with da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, they do. It's interesting. They do. It's part of why we bond so much, because uh, okay. I do the same thing, All yes. Right. <laughs> uh, anyways, so we went, and it was... Gorgeous. I have to share photos because it was... I, I'm sorry. I keep saying stunning. I keep saying gorgeous. Picturesque. They're picturesque. Hashtag cute. Whatever. <laughs> it's just like... It, it was It was the happiest I'd been in a long time. It was... And not that I'd been, like, sad. But it was just... It was amazing. It's amazing. You go to a new place and you just feel this instant sense of connection and happiness. And that was Port Rush for me. That's so, fair. Yeah. There you go. You, he- you heard it here. You heard it first. Moving on. Unless you have anything else you want to mention. No, I mean, there's lots of other stuff. There's Glenar Forest Park. There's um, all sorts of stuff you can do out of Port Rush, including sea tours. There's Kilban Castle that nobody's ever even heard of. And there's lots of other beaches and stuff. What I will say on the Causeway Coast is yes. that most of all of the attractions we just talked about there are concentrated in a tiny area up around the Causeway. Mm-hmm. And it would be silly of you not to stay up there at some point somewhere in Port Rush or Bushmills or one of those places in order to get the full experience and to see it all because you can spend a night in Derry you can spend a night or two nights in Belfast but you still would want to spend a night in between too sure to get that all done sure definitely that's all I've got moving on to I'm calling this Sab's Stumps because it, it's trivia but our <laughs> intern Sabrina uh, has done her best to try to stump you. We're getting week. very lazy and we're um, farming out a lot of our work to our interns now <laughs> and just kind of. I mean, we're busy. Being, okay. being prima donnas we and just so doing the recording. We're busy. Yes. So I have three questions for you. Okay. Let's see here. The first is a true or false. So here we go. Are you ready? Are you mm-hmm. ready? Are you excited? No. Okay. All right. <laughs> yes. That's go, the, coming in strong. That's the I like needs. it. I like it. True or false? Bushmills Distillery is referenced in a classic novel. It's very vague. Um, do you want to sure, know? Sure, sure, true. Me to a name. True. Ulysses. Yes, it's true. Yes. All right. Question for you: Which famous actor visited Dunluce Castle in two thousand three during the filming of his comedy *The Medallion*? Define famous actor. He's famous. <laughs> the he's, Medallion. He's American. The Medallion. He may have dual citizenship now that I think about it, but he is American. I mean, I could guess, like, the Tom Cruises or Daniel Day Lewis's of the world, but I'm going to guess Nick Cage just for the last... Oh, I so love <laughs> Nick Cage. Oh, can you imagine, like, the photos they would have from that and, and the clips? No, the answer is Jackie Chan. Oh. Oh, medallion. I knew, yeah. Dual citizenship. I'm not sure. He may have um, dual. Okay. And last question. And this one's kind of silly, but I like it. What type of food is named after Dunluce? 
Cheese, probably. No, but again, I wish that was the answer because <laughs> I love cheese. That was my guess. Okay, <laughs> Dunluce potatoes is oh. a thing. It says here in my notes, Dunluce has a potato named after it. The seed potatoes were first bred by Jack Clark, good old Jack. Jackie boy. <laughs> 1976. Dunluce potatoes are round to oval in shape, eyes shallow in skin, and flesh white. So there you have Steve that. Just like Capen. <laughs> <laughs> That was wonderful. That, was, that, that wasn't was beautiful. even planned. That was just that was really, beautiful. really good. All right. Caitlin and Conch. Episode I left, two to the four. I looked at last week's going into this, and I don't feel confident. I feel, I told I told our other intern, I'm like, I just, I just don't. I just don't know. Okay. <laughs> I'm just very bad at the Irish I language. I just, I just, ah. All right. All right this, I mean, this is so short. It's the same as last week. It's not the exact same, but. Go mall. Very close. Go mall. That's what I said. You said go mall. It's not go to the mall with the girls. It's go mall. As in, it's almost like... Apples and apples. Go mall. Whatever. Anyway. Okay. That's what you think it means. Well, it doesn't mean go to the mall with the girls. It does not. You're correct. It is a road sign. We're still on that. I understand that, but you could be on the road, and it could be like, go to the mall. Okay, whatever. <laughs> All right. Um, da, 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 okay, it's a traffic warning sign, then. How does that... Slow down. <gasps> oh. She didn't. She did not. She did. This is the best. She did. Go slow. Yeah, go, go slow. Go slow is the answer. See, I wanted to say the go meant go, but I was like, no, you are pushing your luck, Pots. Don't, don't. Don't even. Don't even. But whoa. But whoa. This happened. Go doesn't actually mean, or go doesn't actually mean go. It just is. Kamal means go slow or slowly or whatever. I like it. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Was, Thank you. I'm gonna absolutely crucify you next next week in it <laughs> to make up for it, but that's all right. All right. No offense. Yeah, you know, none taken. Moving on to pots and plans. Our tour for this reason is the Causeway Coast. Wow. Yeah, it's can almost, you it's imagine? Almost like, it's almost like we made a tour it's for the reason. Almost like it was created for that reason. Mm -hmm. This is a self-drive tour. You fly in and out of Dublin. You get two nights in Derry, chances to see Giant's Causeway, Carricker Reed Rope Bridge. Those sound very familiar, don't they? You get a night in Port Rush, which with, of course, the chance to see Port Rush and Port Stewart. And we didn't mention, those are great areas for golfing. Any golfers I, out I there? Was right? on, it was on the tip of my tongue earlier, but I oh, forgot. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. No. no, I believe you. I totally believe you. Tele. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From there, you get a night in Ballymena. Chance to see Dunluce Castle. Not mm -hmm. too far from there. And then two nights in Belfast, which... Oh, I love so many things about Belfast. I could just talk about it for a while. I think we might at some point. <gasps> just saying. Uh, the chance to explore the city. And then your last night is in Dublin. There's so much to do in Dublin. It's, it's hard to just say, Oh, you can do this, you can do this, and then you can be done, whatever. So on that note... This is the kind of tour where, say, you want to spend three nights in Dublin, say, you want to, you know, whatever. This is a self-drive tour, and all of our tours, we can help you customize these. Right, Joe? We certainly can. You Anything you want, want to do, exactly. we can do for you. You can make changes. Let's say you want to do one of the things we've mentioned. Let's say you want to do all the things, what have you. We are happy to provide any suggestions and tips along the way. But with this self-drive tour, you are in the driver's seat, so you can spend as much time... Literally. Literally, what? That was like kind of another dad joke there. It's three. Wow, nice. look at us. 
So yes, so the Causeway Coast, I recommend this tour myself. One thing all I can say to add on is we did not talk about the cities on either end of this for a reason. That's a lot of information you're dishing That's a lot we've given there. We're still not going to talk about them today because, as Caitlin said, we will talk about them in future episodes. But they're both really great cities. And it's not because, you know, they've got all these wonderful attractions. I know Belfast does have Titanic Belfast and mm-hmm. uh, Derry does have the Guildhall and the Peace Bridge and whatever else. But it's more just the feel of the cities and the Absolutely. history that they have and where they are now. They're both really, really interesting for that reason, but just Definitely. really, really nice to visit as well. So Absolutely. we will get into that at some other point. Yes. And you can find this and other tours that we have mentioned in our past episodes at crystal-travel.com slash reasons. And that is all that we have today. That's it. That was so fun to talk about. Stay, yes. I, well, I sound, I sound so peppy. I'm just like, I'm just pepped to the max today. You won the spirit competition today. <laughs> I did. The Bushmill spirit competition. <laughs> Give me some of that whiskey and then, yeah, for sure. Stay tuned for reason number 25 coming out on Monday, July 3rd. Dear goodness. Holy crap. And now, Joe, if you'd be so kind as to give us a drum roll. Will a bow roll suffice? A bow roll, yeah, we'll take it. Reason 25 is... Ireland's Ancient East. This will be the last of our road trip episodes. Ireland's Ancient East is fantastic. And the fun thing about this is we've done two coastal routes for the last couple of weeks. This is not a coastal route. Mm -hmm. This is a bit more inland, right? We thank you so much for listening, and we want to remind you to visit 50ReasonsPodcast.com for upcoming episodes and show notes. Find us on Facebook at 50ReasonsPodcast. And on Twitter at 50 Reasons Pod. And as always, please, 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 please. find us on Apple Podcasts. Yes. And subscribe. And, and rate. And we would also like to thank our two interns for yes. taking on a lot more of the workload for yes. these episodes. Around. Much, much appreciation. Sabrina, <laughs> Until next time, everyone. Slow, yeah.